You're listening to Don Tini, episode 78. On today's show, Simone talks at great length about something important to her without ever actually divulging what it's about. Stephanie falls into a work-induced coma. And the first edition of Don Tini Book Club meets over a Karen Carpenter book. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Stephanie, how are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. How are you, Dong Simone? I'm Dong okay. For anyone who missed uh, episode 77, I announced that I was pregnant uh, up the duff and such and such. (laughs) And I was boasting about how, you know, you were talking about being depressed and I was being understanding. But you know, like when you really... You know, when you really need to pee, it's like the end of the world, mm-hmm. like finding the finding the bathroom. But when you don't need to pee and the person next to you needs to pee, it's like your brain doesn't quite understand it. Like their experience, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't have the, the same empathy for it. Yeah. So with the depression thing, I was talking about on a very sort of mental level, but a cognitive level, but I wasn't I wasn't feeling it as much because I'm on these pregnancy hormones, mm, you know? Those are nice. And I was like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to coast for this whole thing. And then the last couple weeks because we took last week off because I was sick but um, yeah they've kind of I think I've plateaued on them so I've kind of got used to them and like I need to up my dose but I don't know where to get that so I've kind of like had some moments where I'd like say a comment on Facebook or something and then be worried that someone's mad at me and then get the little anxiety stomach ache it's not as bad as my usual anxiety but it's all very familiar it's a 21st century kind of anxiety I know, totally, totally. There was something a little, a little more like substantial than a Facebook comment. Yeah, I can't remember what it was now, but um, oh yeah, yeah, I was like, there's some you know changes were made to our workplace in uh, health insurance, which being pregnant, of course, scares me. So I was like, when when I knew that that talk was coming, I was like, I thought I was gonna have a panic attack, and I'm like, what happened to my hormones? Come on, bitch! And I was like, it just yeah. So I was like, kind of freaking out, but it all turned out fine. But um, yeah, so uh, yeah, so I think they've kind of they've kind of plateaued. But I, it's, I'm almost glad in a way. It's like I I was kind of scared of being way too high hmm. and then just crashing after the birth. Hmm, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I enjoyed not having it, and I'd be aware of of how I was coping with everything and nothing was really bothering me so now it's kind of catching up to me so but not as bad as usual so I'm still okay but yeah, yeah. so that's kind of a drag did you ever find that happened when you were with child I was in the so family chilled way? out when I was pregnant and I was not yeah. really worried too much about anything and um you know I got I yeah. went off my meds and did all that just you know I'm like well I don't need them and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but I needed them after, so <laughs> I mean yeah. there was that. Like so that's you know, it's always good to be aware of the postpartum crash, but um yeah, exactly. Because it's just, you yeah. know, it's all chemical, it's not you failing personally or being a bad yeah, mom or anything. Yeah. So um but you sure yeah. feel that way in the moment. So it's those yeah. pregnancy hormones were nice though. I wish you could bottle those somehow. Seriously, they they're better than Xanax. They're constant. Yeah. They're ongoing. Yeah. It's just so natural. I mean, I'm still I'd say I'm still benefiting from them because I'd still probably get more worked up than I am now. Mm. But yeah, it's not it's not the the coasting I've been doing for the last four months, you know. Mm. So yeah, so that's 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 too bad. But anyway, so yeah, so that's that's what's happened to me. And uh, yeah, so then last week when I was like, you know, talking to you about some of the stuff that was stressing me out, you were you were a little a little unavailable, but understandably so because you were trapped in some nightmarish work <laughs> training situation. What the hell I is going on? Tra- okay, they're training me. They're kind of cross training me to work for um, kind of do analysis on different clinics in under the hospital uh-huh. system. So they sent me to. Why do they keep giving you more work to do when you keep failing that test? I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Oh, actually. I'm just putting this together. It probably has something to do with how they're trying to take me away from the area I keep failing so egregiously in. Or failing by 2%. (laughs) And so they're trying to put me on different stuff so that I can, yeah. um, Yeah, stuff that you don't need to be as qualified for other than taking these courses, which are painful. 
because right it's like do you remember sitting through any kind of employee orientation or university orientation where you're just at this workstation and they give you a syllabus and they are like okay class this is you know it's very very you know fifth grade where they're like look on the powerpoint look on here here's your enter key here is how you enter your password like it's kind of that sort of thing except it gets really esoteric when they're trying to get into these computer systems that i don't have any frame of reference for so um me being eight and undiagnosed adhd whatever my problem is like i'm just like jittering looking at my phone i'm like i'm not gonna check my phone <laughs> Found so a way eventually hot. to creep onto the internet from my training module computer. <laughs> so when you would email me from that, I could almost read the gossips in your email. Like I just got away. I'm just got a minute. Like I could just, I could sense the desperation of of communicating with the outside world from that room. Just even though you didn't you didn't put any such gossips, but just the wording. Just I, I sensed the exasperation. <laughs> they were breathless, breathless emails I got. Short and breathless. <laughs> what did I email you about? There was something really important, like a supergrass or like a news item or something. I, maybe. No, but there was something like I was emailing like my insurance, my insurance oh, worries and stuff like that. And there was something else that happened before that, I think. But, I, but we'd started in depth, and then you kind of and you had sent, said a bunch of stuff, and then I'd responded at length, and then you had to respond breathlessly. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was breathlessly waiting for every single break that they offered and um and that my first day of training was in the building that Carrie works in so I got to go to her floor like I never get to go over there like everything's locked way down and um, so we we went to lunch and then she's like I want to show you my veal pin which is what she calls her cubicle so she she took me back and it was really fun to get to see her cube because her house is really cute and her cube is really cute too. And um, she introduced me to her Australian co-worker. He's from Melbourne named Julius, and he used to work in my building, like, years ago. And he's super fun. Uh-huh. So, like, um, he's her little co-conspirator who can appreciate her sense of humor. So I got to see him again. So that was kind of fun. But, um, cool. you know, I got to put faces to the names of everyone she talks about. And, and she goes, it's really funny. <laughs> it's really funny to see you in a professional environment because, you know, I'm just used to you being draped across the dreary couchscape whenever I see you. <laughs> She's like, but here you're standing up and you're in work clothes, and that's weird. <laughs> so that was fun. That was it that was a good reprieve in the whole day. So yes. I had three days of that. <sighs> yeah, and only one with Carrie. Well, I so you. I'm back this week into the land of the living. I hope. <sighs> Yay! Congrats. Um, before we go any further, I wanted to mention Dustin, uh, the uh, founder of uh, Feral Audio, who hosts our podcast. Uh, he's on on the road with Dan Harmon, um, doing like this tour podcast thing. And anyway, and he's been meeting you know Feral listeners and stuff. And he met um, uh, listener Erin, who gave us a shout out and made herself known. So thank you for that, Erin. That was that was sweet. Yeah. And I'm glad you got to meet Dustin and see what a lovely little champ he is. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, so just wanted to, wanted to mention that. Now, sorry, listener, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to call pregnancy brain whenever I forget anything. <laughs> um, somebody mentioned that there's a bar in Seattle with a whale dong in it. Yeah. And I was really annoyed. I'm like, what kind of a shitty host is Stephanie that I've been to Seattle so many times to see her and she's not taking me to the bar with a whale dong. But it turns out she's never been to the bar with a whale dong. Have you found anything more about this? I've not. I've, I haven't like made it a priority to check, I'm ashamed to say, <laughs> with my limited internet access and ways right, at work. Right. But I, I do want to scope this out because... Um, yeah, I got the, we got the email from Karina, I think, and um, uh-huh. and your response was, "Why hasn't Stephanie shown it to me?" I'm like, "Because I didn't even know about this place." <laughs> but I did also recently find a vagina. So many bar. people have failed us. What's that? What? Yes, there's a there's a bar in Ballard that has a big like to go into the back room, which is like coated in red velvet. It, the opening to that <laughs> door opening such a gross word, but it's this <laughs> vaginal opening <laughs> with all kinds of of folds around it and it's it's really quite spectacular so the next time you're here we'll make a whale dong run and then the vagina room run <sighs> right oh, that sounds fantastic but following on from you saying that you didn't like the word opening i want to challenge you okay. about your dislike of the word utilize 
and that just say use is what you say. Uh-huh. Just say use instead of utilize. Uh-huh. And because because Greg and I were talking about something the other day, and the word utilize came up like mm-hmm. I think it came up about two or three times in the space of a day and a half. Maybe not just with me or with mm-hmm. strong to somebody else. And every time I said it or somebody else said it, I pondered it. Like could 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 we just have said use when we just said utilize? Mm-hmm. But utilize has so much more. It's like using something is just fulfilling its basic purpose, mm-hmm. whereas utilizing is maximizing its <laughs> its use. You know what I mean? You're getting the most out of it. Like like Greg said some example, like, you know, this guy was using that girl, for example, say you were saying someone was using someone. But if you talked about utilizing that girl, I would think this must be like some sort of gymnast with like great flexibility uh-huh. and really like getting the most out of fucking this person oh utilizing the time <laughs> <laughs> with this person it's you just say it just have a very different connotation to use so so i wonder if you'd be willing to um to rethink uh the difference between use and utilize i will be willing to rethink that difference i will i will give that a few days thought <laughs> that's compelling Please, and come back to us i, yeah. I, I, like, the, I like the concept of utilizing somebody <laughs> instead of something <laughs> i know to put it in terms that you would get your mind working <laughs> this is compelling maybe this is the catalyst i needed in order to rethink my perspective yeah. Yes, yes. So, well, I mean, I I, th- I rethought my perspective because of your 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 feelings. So, you know, I every time the word came up, I thought about what you'd said, and um, yeah, I, I thought no, utilize has a separate purpose. So, yes, any listener would like to weigh in on use versus utilize, please leave us a comment or call the dong line three two three three zero one dong. Dong is a wiener. That's the stuff. Okay, so um. Now, I want to talk about this, what I feel is, is an important cultural issue. Oh, boy. Now, there are a lot of people in the world today who are famous who have not done anything of value other than appear on a reality show and subsequently now they are plastered on magazines day and night. They have books and they're making millions of dollars doing appearances and shit and it really makes me angry. Now, I'm not so uptight that I can't stand, you know, all celebrity gossip and news or whatever, but usually, you know, they're actors or musicians or they do something, you know. These people have done absolutely nothing other than, like, sort of act like trash on TV, mm-hmm. and everyone keeps investing in their their ongoing drama, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's hard. Like, they write headlines, like, so-and-so's relationship, blah, 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 and they put it in this way that fucking sometimes i've found myself clicking on my i hate these people why am i clicking on it i'm not using any names specifically because so so many times we get in conversations about these people and people like yeah it's just fun to hate them it's like but part of the industry is hating them and the curiosity Mm -hmm. that perpetuates about them so Mm -hmm. i won't talk about them by name i avoid talking about these people and on my twitter feed i've like muted them because i've got on my twitter um my app that i have on my phone you can mute certain words and names so i've yeah so i've muted these names of these trash celebrities i'm like these people shouldn't be my consciousness like you get like great comedians making jokes about these people because they're news but it's like let's stop making them news you know what i mean let's just make them go away by not talking about them you know what i mean Mm -hmm. So, and I've participated in, like, I mean, I've been to a protest of another, you know, uh, trash celebrity who just had a reality show and was famous for being rich. You know, I've, I've loudly wow. participated in these things. But like, I thought about it, like, I'm just part of the attention thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That stuff got on the news when we did this protest. So, I'm like, I just I just don't want to talk about these people anymore. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just, that that's sort of my thing. And I kind of, I kind of encourage everyone to just, and it, as I said, you, you, you'll be looking on a legitimate news website and there's an article about one of these people. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to the, the, the grocery store and they're there on three different covers of these magazines. Yeah. So it's just like, why why is why is this happening? Why do I have to see this shit all the time but people have done absolutely nothing? So yeah, and uh, and and last week you sent me a link of something that was funny. And that's the thing, I'm not saying this stuff isn't entertaining, it is, but it's just mm-hmm. like we need to just be able to say no to some things. You know what I mean? I just feel like a line should be drawn. So, you know, and if you want to enjoy this, anyone, you and Stephanie, whatever, just go ahead. But, like, I, I think, you know, there's something to be said by sort of making a choice to say, I'm not, I'm not going to engage with this stuff anymore. I'm not going to, I'm not going to even talk about how much I hate these people. I'm just going to not 
talk about it at all. And then it stops being news and then it'll go away, you know? Because the one from like like eight years ago that I participated in, like nobody really talks about that person anymore. It's great. So now if someone brings up, I'm like, why are you talking about them? Nobody talks about them anymore. You know what I mean? Now I'm wondering who that is. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, aren't you? Yes, but I'm not going to give them the time of day. (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, it's tempting too, because the thing you sent me last week, I'm like, this is probably hilarious. I don't dispute that it's hilarious, but but, I mean, it's the page clicks. Uh Those things get page clicks. That's why they keep making them you know what i mean so that's why i'm like i've got to it's like if i can't fucking say no why why would any of it stop you know so that's sort of my my feeling so you know i hope i've given people something to think about and maybe just try and disengage from that even if it's fun to play along you know what do you think no this is going to hear it's good to hear your perspective and um yeah people can't disengage until they're convicted like that like they can't operate yeah yeah superficially they'll like want to sneak on there so like hearing your perspective is good to um yeah to yeah see what that's motivated from yeah and um yeah uh, yeah i <laughs> i think that i am i'm totally annoyed by those people but i i'm not outraged as i think just you know as you are as and as it's, that's completely valid it, i think it's just by nature of what i have to i have to read shit from the emergency room yeah, yeah. so it's just totally a yeah. context thing where i'm like yeah. just a br- any break give me something a little less bad that's still horrible <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so i think that's where i land with that but um yeah, yeah. I, I completely sympathize to your aversion to Thank them you. and they're pig people like neil hamburger says like that's the best they're totally pig people. yeah <laughs> there's and it's, nothing and it's i mean my whole thing is with the it's it's the it's the bigger picture of of, of the damage that this does to the culture where mm. you know I'm, I'm having a son now mm. and i really wanted a girl but now i'm like i'm so, i'm actually like completely over the idea of having a girl now because mm. i just it just seems like the culture is really bad mm-hmm, for women mm-hmm. right now, and and that scares the hell out of me. It's like no matter you can try and do all the right things, but it's it mm-hmm. can be very hard to 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 conquer that, you know, when everything else is is against you. Yep. And you know, like we talked about this once before. Like these days, uh, kids like the top thing kids want to grow up be when they grow up is just a celebrity. Ugh. It's like they don't want to be a doctor or they don't even want to be a famous singer. Like they just want to be famous because. Yeah. And why shouldn't they? Look at all the rewards that are reaped yeah. just from you know, you know, flashing a few crotch shots and having a bunch of money. You know what I mean? So it's like it's really creating this culture of you know just you know hollowness, and um, and so that's that's you know not just like those people annoy me. I don't want to talk about it. It's like no, I don't want to really don't want to perpetuate that cu- culture. Yeah, you know, it's, I, it's harmful. It's just ultimately. like a little thing I can do to to not perpetuated it's like just everyone that talks to me doesn't get to talk about that you know what i mean so um yeah so yeah listeners i know this stuff is titillating but you know if you don't if you just hate them like i know people it's like oh i just hate them so much like they love <laughs> clicking on things because they hate them so much mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and this is ben and i've done that too with people in the past and it's like yeah no just if you hate them so much just if you really want them to go away then just ignore them so yeah i have yeah, this i have this theory too about people who talk about how they only like things ironic they're like i like that movie i Ironically, and I or I like yeah. that song ironically, and I'm I kind of been thinking I don't know if you can really like anything ironically like you that like comes from somewhere and uh, it's from a shameful place because you actually authentically enjoy it you're not like going oh they suck I want to watch that again like there's something in you so I, yeah. I see what you mean like um, you're kind of calling out that ironic likeness and going there's nothing ironic about this you're like actually giving a positive vote for them in their favor by saying that you don't like them so exactly because the hate is a huge part of the industry of that shit so yeah so i know you know speaking of like liking things ironically and 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 stuff like that you know when people like what's your what's your secret shame you know guilty Guilty pleasure pleasure. with music i don't have any i don't feel fucking guilty (laughs) for anything i like you know i'll say yeah yeah this is kind of embarrassing but Mm -hmm. you know i'm not really embarrassed about it because i'm telling you about it you know like i'm not really ashamed of anything i like and i think uh I think that that whole, like, I like this ironically is just kind of like this protective thing. Like, yeah, I know this isn't cool, but yeah, I have to say that. So you don't think I'm like that. It's like, you'll like that if you like it. So just own it. Yeah, I know. But there's something to that, I think. it's it, There's a lot of freedom that comes with it. Yes, when, indeed. I know. Yeah. I've, I've been happier ever since I've just openly liked the <laughs> shit I like. No one can make fun of me for any of my 
past likes because it's just not going to work. <laughs> yeah, someone was telling me that they, that I like the room ironically, and I'm like, no, I really like the room. I just think I straight up like that movie, The Room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing. It's like we know it's bad, it. <laughs> but I straight up like it. Yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I mean, I've seen Birdemic, and I don't think Birdemic is as good. They're both terrible movies, yes. but yeah, I think I think The Room is way. Is, is way better like I'm judging it now mm-hmm. and just you know it's on its own, in its own merits that it's a better movie and more watchable yeah. so it's a, a whole new standard <laughs> <laughs> it's set it sure a new industry standard I have um, the original well <laughs> I was going to say the original burned copies of Birdemic and The Room that you gave us <laughs> I still have them oh yes they are very dear oh I'm, I'm glad and you wrote in Sharpie on The oh. Room can you really trust anyone it, <laughs> did I <laughs> Put on me. Um, so following on from that, so I really wanted to share that because it's important to me and I hope people will think about that and maybe disengage from these things. Just don't click on this shit if you don't need to know. Um, but uh, but also in, in, in terms of clicking on things, so this follows on from that and just this, it's, it's, it's again part of this, this lazy culture of just, oh yeah, all this shit is right in front of me, I'll just click on it and look at it, you know. Um, and so last week there was a, an article, I guess it was going around multiple um, news sites, but I saw it on Jezebel, um, where there was a some sort of Bolivian um, state politician was caught on camera. There'd been like a, a work luncheon, mm-hmm. and everyone was kind of drunk, so a bunch of people carried this woman onto the parliamentary floor. Oh my. And then most of them left, and then this one guy stayed behind and raped her there in the parliament while she was drunk and passed out. So this is this is the news. This is horrible. But then the article that I'm reading, it says, uh, according to ABC.es, that's the website it was on, the footage, which is disturbing, so click with caution, and then it continues. They included the link. So they're linking to the website which this came from, and and it links that the the video of the rape is on that website. That's so it's like one thing wow. in they're going to do that in Bolivia, but this is like supposed to be some sort of feminist website, mm. and they're just linking to where we can we can go watch a rape. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, how was work today? Oh, it really sucked. I saw a woman get raped. Mm. Oh, but God, but I saw so many cute cat videos today. Like you know what I mean? Like you could just throw this woman's rape amongst your your day to day happenings at work. I yep. just and and then 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 the comments go down and everyone's just oh my god this is so wrong about the incident which of course it is but like hardly anybody was saying I'm sorry why is there just a link to watching a woman get raped you know and then somebody mm-hmm. comments something like oh you know I, I you know I watched up to the part where he starts to pull his pants down and I had to turn it off I'm like oh good for you you clicked on the rape video and you just couldn't get through it you know what I mean <laughs> where's your outrage <laughs> is what I want to ask those people like oh. I know you know but what that's, 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 that's the way we've become we've become so entitled to get the gratification of of footage and, and, and imagery that when that's available we just click on it like we're entitled to get that you know instead of thinking this woman's already been violated let's not all violate her by watching this you know you know what i just i'm not gonna even deny that i was mildly curious you know i'm like but i'm not gonna fucking click on that you know what i mean because it's just like totally you know there's like a morbid curiosity it's like i'm not fucking watching that um i'm wondering it just occurred to me how many people like are victims themselves and they kind of shut down the way victims do when they're being mm-hmm. assaulted or whatever that they'll just like kind of freeze and um that's their pattern that's you know how they protect they kind of disengage and dissociate and so i wonder if that possibly came back to any of these people who were like oh yeah wow that sucks and and didn't access any outrage i was just wondering right. that just popped into my head that could be a possibility but there should well, definitely that's a mixture be people of males and are, females yeah yeah there should be <laughs> the male constituency should be standing up against this. This yeah. is not okay. That, that yeah. I, uh, I just get so disappointed in um, the ways the people in power don't lend their help to, to the people that they know need it. Like it's, it's kind of, um, yeah. I've just have been aware of that in the past week that um, they, t- you know tend to say this sucks and it shouldn't be that way and i'm like well can you make some more noise about it like that would be really helpful yeah yeah 
Yeah. I know. Uh, just like these people in this. Co- so how many comments do you think um, they were saying were actually supported or I'm uh, not supported, um, actually called out the fact that they posted a well, rape video? F- there were 45. But here's the thing. Like, I left a comment and it's I can't find it. But I don't think it was weird because I was having trouble posting it in one browser. So I went into a different browser, mm-hmm. posted it there. Mm-hmm. And there somebody put like plus one to my comment saying this is fucked. Okay. And but then but then every time I refreshed the other browser, it wouldn't show up. But clearly somebody saw it because somebody plus one it. So yeah. I, I'm I, I don't know what happened to. I don't think it was deleted because there are other there are a few other people complaining. But of the looking at it now, of the 45 um, uh, comments on there, and there's all these sub comments after that, which I'm not counting. But of the 45 basic comments, there's only like about maybe two or three hmm. that I could find, not including my own, that are saying um. Why, why are we linking to a rape here? Yeah. You know? So, I, you know, I, wow. I, and I think you're right. Maybe some of those people are maybe victims that, you know, are trying to maybe kind of shut down. But I, I can't imagine that percentage of people that are like, you know, just sitting there at the computer. Oh, my God, this is so bad. Like, they're not, they're really not processing how entitled we've become to just getting this, I hate, hate to say the word, but gratification of mm-hmm. our curiosity, you know? No, that's what it is. So, it's totally gratification, I think. Yeah, but people don't even notice so yeah that was totally fucking sick you know something so, else aside that, from the rape um, which is obviously sick. yeah something was this jezebel did you say <clears throat> yes because um yes. huffington post likes to tweet um the best tweets from women this last week like every sunday uh-huh. when i'm doing my rock and worship retweets on stuff christian yes, culture yes. likes i always see these huffington post things that say click here to see the 25 best tweets from women and it makes me so mad because it's like would you say that about black people? Like, here are the 25 best Pacific Islander tweets, you know? It just seems yeah. so marginalizing. And, and so I'll kind of always tweet back something like, okay, are you going to do the 25 best tweets from men now? Like, come on. It's it's so interesting how, how I respond to that. It, it does piss me off. So That's always a tricky thing, though, like, because people, it's funny. That reminds me. I have to tell you about the best new Twitter account. Oh, boy. But just, you know, when you have things like, you know, Black History Week or Black yes. History Month on the History Channel or whatever. And, like, what is okay and, like, and, and what's I, not? What's pandering and what isn't? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like how much, you know, when something is a, is a minority or is, you know, sort of underrepresented, yeah. you kind of need to push that. But then at what point do you say, okay, we're equals now, so we don't need to do that anymore. Like, wh- when do we stop having Curbs Women Only Gym? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because curves, <laughs> curves cracks me up. It's it's a lame situation. I nearly joined there once, but me too. anyway, <laughs> we both nearly joined. Curves. That would have been fun to do together. Um, oh yeah, God. Uh, it's such a depressing environment. Um, but uh, um, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Um, um, black. Oh yeah, just, you know, separating things for for different minorities and 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 stuff like that. But um, so there's this great new um, uh, Twitter account called Yes, You're Racist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes. Y O U R E R A C I S T. Yes, you're racist. So, the proper word without the apostrophe. Um, anyway, and yeah, they just go and they find people who are saying, um, who are saying uh, stuff like, "I'm not racist, but." Oh <laughs> wow. But um, but yeah, with the yes, you're racist. They tweeted somebody to retweeted someone today who was complaining something about Black History Month, <laughs> but. I was kind of like, I don't know. I think they're trying to be like, why are you, why, you, you know, if blacks are supposed to be equal, why are you making a black history? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. why are you segregating their histories sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, and I, and I, I think there's a reason too, because I think they aren't, you know, totally, you know, uh, represented and they, they're still this, you know, people think, I had a friend who used to say, she didn't she, I mean this is in Australia and she should think that blacks didn't really have a problem here like everything wow. was fine because Oprah Oprah was so successful she just thought if Oprah's Oprah wouldn't be where she was if the black people had oh, a problem I'm like no no you really I mean she, she just didn't know yeah. you know but um but I think there are people who think like that so I think they don't mean to be racist I think I, I'm almost thinking too idealistically that it's like why are we doing this there's no problem or mm-hmm. I, I don't understand it but that, so that tweet like you know, the person was like, I'm not racist, but, and they were saying something about Black History Month. But I was getting more of the vibe that they were just seeing it, if everyone's equal, why do we have this kind of thing? Yeah. Like you're saying with the with the, with the the women tweets, like, why do we have to isolate the women and, like, you know, just separate them out like that? Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, but yeah, it's about. tricky because y- yeah, I know because I don't think there's a there's a black and white answer to it. Right. At what point do you just like blend everything in and not pretend that anything's different? Yeah. So Holy. I don't know. I don't have the answer. Just the question. Dantini, <laughs> <So. laughs> come for the answers. Stay for the questions. Yeah. <laughs> for <a> new tagline. <laughs> This morning oh I said, boy. come for the lady, stay for the parts. <laughs> David's like, all right, stop. Because <laughs> we were watching Team Wolf and I, I texted you. They said, come for the Scott, <laughs> come for the Scott, stay yes. for the wolf. <laughs> yes. <sighs> um, now, we've talked in the past about uh, Monroe transfers. Quick briefing. A Monroe transfer is uh, an expression of love between two consenting adults. It's when you stick a tube in two butts and someone shits from one butt to the other butt. So, so whether this actually happens, it's so romantic. Anyway, um, so then this article came to my attention. I think two different people, Greg and somebody else, um, provided me with this. <clears throat> this is uh, from the New York Times, I might add. So... When pills fail, this uh, option provides a cure. The treatment may sound appalling, but it works. Transplanting feces from a healthy person into the gut of one who is sick can quickly cure severe intestinal infections caused by a dangerous type of bacteria what? that antibiotics cannot control. Oh my god. Yep. Yep. A new study finds that such transplants cured 15 of 16 people who had recurring infections no. with Clostridium difficile bacteria, whereas antibiotics cured only 3 of 13 and 4 of 13 patients in two comparison groups. It's an all-natural remedy. The treatment appears to work. It's an all-natural. The treatment appears to work by restoring the gut's normal balance of bacteria, which fight off C. difficile. Um, so it goes on and says how these have worked sporadically over the years and just how debilitating these these problems are. Um, and uh, so they kill 14,000 people a year in the U.S. Wow. Um, let's see. Where's the part about how it happens? <laughs> oh, this is what I really want to okay, okay, know. Okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, um, let's see. The usual treatment involves more antibiotics, but about 20% of patients relapse, and many of them suffer repeated attacks with severe diarrhea, vomiting, and fever. Researchers say that worldwide, about 500 people with the infection have had fecal transplantation. It involves diluting stool with a liquid like salt water and then pumping it into the intestinal tract via an enema. Wow. A colonoscope or a tube run through the nose into the stomach or small intestine. So, (laughs) I I think I'd go the other way, thanks. (laughs) Yeah, it probably depends on whether they want to get into the small intestine or the large intestine. Exactly, exactly. Mm. But yeah, but they're actually talking about putting it up the butt. So this is a real, almost like a real live Monroe transfer. It says stool can contain hundreds or even thousands of types of bacteria. And researchers do not yet know which ones have the curative powers. Mm. So for now, feces must be used pretty much intact. (laughs) Amazing. They don't even know what's doing it. So they're just putting it all in. Go science. (laughs) Yes, this is a two-page article. I'll link to the whole thing um, <laughs> on the website dongdini.com. But yeah, so wow, Monroe transfer. It's not just about love; it's about health. <laughs> wow, a holistic treatment. This is wow. Okay, this is one of those things that um, I was talking to my friend Heather Bell, who's an ICU nurse, and she was saying that they put leeches on patients who have poor circulation in their legs to help get the circulation going and it's like a medical treatment like they have boxes of leeches in big coolers in the hospital (laughs) and they stick them on the patients and it helps so um yeah it's amazing this is like an equally or maybe a little more disgusting but equally surreal oh definitely more I wonder, like, if you submit... I haven't read the whole article, but I wonder if you have to submit, like, what you've been eating. Like, if you, are you a donor? Like, what have you eaten in the last oh, week? Like, yeah. if you've just been eating at Taco Bell, are you ineligible to uh, to donate your stool? Like <laughs> Right. Or straight-up cheese. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So many questions. Anyway, hopefully I never need to find out the answer. I was just thinking, um, I'm like... How many people received this treatment? <laughs> 15 out of 16 got better. That's too sad that, only, that there are 16 people That's on this planet. That's only the study. 
Yeah, just in the study. That's only the people in the study. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's a you're in a bad situation if you're like really grateful to have someone's someone else's poop like run up your butt and it save your life. Like, I just don't want to be Definitely. there. Definitely. So. <sighs> well, there's a picture of a woman um, wearing a sweater and looking out to her side wistfully and it says <laughs> Melissa Cabral contracted an infection after taking an antibiotic for dental work if I didn't do it she said of the fecal transplant I don't know where I'd be now so, yeah she loves it she's not ashamed she's <laughs> what kind of got a picture in the New York <laughs> wistful <laughs> <How> wistful and uh oh, and that's a picture of the author of the study not uh, he's very happy um but uh <laughs> i could just talk about this forever sorry guys <laughs> i know i know i should just read the whole two pages and dissect it maybe that should be like a bonus episode where we just talk, take, take each paragraph and just break it down for, for an one. hour and a half <laughs> yeah Three <laughs> <$3.99. laughs> Oh boy now uh a few days ago, listener Brandon uh, sent you and I a message, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a link, and it was a link to a stroller. So this is after I've announced that I'm, I'm having a baby, and I opened the link, and I just went. Greg was in the other room; he's in the kitchen. I go, "Oh my god, I found the stroller!" Because I'm having a real hard time understanding strollers because they're very confusing and do different things. <laughs> But um, anyway, I'm having a real hard time understanding strollers. (laughs) (laughs) I just love how I keep finding taglines. You do. So anyway, so he he knows I've been like looking at these things, getting confused. So anyway, I was like, oh my God, I found the stroller. And he says, oh no, because he knows this type of excitement. He's like, you're not getting a Back to the Future DeLorean inspired stroller. He hadn't even seen it yet because that's what it was. He He just knew. You can just tell by your reaction. He hadn't seen it. You can tell by my reaction that it was something stupid to do with my pop culture delights. <laughs> so he just fully said, you're not getting a Back to the Future DeLorean-inspired stroller. And then he walked into the room, and I didn't say anything. He just saw it on the screen, and his mouth just was, like, dropped open. Because that's exactly what he said. <laughs> Does it have a That's how capacitor? predictable I am. Um, let's have a look at this picture. Um... No, it's not really a stroller as such. It's um, it, it looks like it's just made of cardboard. Actually, it looks like it's just a one-off piece. But it looks like you know those things, like those big plastic, like carts that you sort of move the kids around with a big handle that you kind of push them along, like a kind of a wagon type yeah. thing. It looks like they've just built it around that, so they've used like painted silver cardboard and stuff. Oh, and, okay. Um, and just made it. So it's just a one. It's not a real thing you can get. But still, I, I love the idea of it. So I don't see a, a flux a flux capacitor in it. But uh, yeah, they've put the little Mister Fusion on the back. And yeah, it's just it's all miniature. And I'll post pictures. But I just love how predictable I am. I get that excited, and you just know yeah. it's a Back to the Future type <laughs> item. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Brandon, for sharing that. <laughs> I can just hear how he would have said it too. No, you're not getting a Back to the Future DeLorean 1.21 gigawatt stroller. (laughs) If only he knew about the 1.21 gigawatts. I don't think he remembers that. I can't wait till till your baby is 1.21 months old and then 1.21 years old. Yes! (laughs) And then 1.21 decades old. (sighs) Yeah, it'll be so sick of me very soon. Go on and on. Okay, so um, now it's mentioned for my birthday that I got a book called Little Girl Blue, the mm-hmm. story of Karen Carpenter. And then you rushed out and got it and started reading it and finished it before I did. So I went ahead <laughs> I and hurried and finished it. Because I'm like, holy shit, you read my birthday present before I did. <laughs> so did you, get it from, <laughs> did you get it from the library or did you buy it? I did. I got it from the library. So I had some cool. urgency, you know, fire under me to get it read. Um, yes. <laughs> I think I pay the library like $30 on fines every month just sheer volume <laughs> and it's a deal too it's like a total bargain compared to how much we we borrow from them but <clears throat> i totally loved it because okay number one karen carp like we listened to her all through my growing up i think that you said you didn't really listen to her till you're a little bit older like high school age yeah. or something but um like i think it's my first musical memory is the carpenters and i and i like kind of oh, taught wow. myself to sound like her you know or i thought i sounded like her and um when i met david's mom she looked just like Karen Carpenter, and it freaked me out. 
So I just feel oh, like wow. I remember the day she died, you know, I was like eight years old. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just have this, this Karen Carpenter thing, so I just got all the way through it really quite. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And, and how did you feel about that? Because I know... Uh, you know, it's brought up some other yeah. memories. Do you want to talk about that? It or was, um, totally. It envelope? was like, yeah, it got really difficult. Like, I mean, it started out sad, you know, it, their family dynamic was very unhealthy. And um, I hope that didn't sound judgmental. It just was. And I mean, clearly, if she oh, developed just, that sickness that yeah. ended up killing her. So um, just towards the end, it got, you know, really dark. And um, yeah, the, just I think the family dynamic was pretty reminiscent to me. Like, of, of it felt really familiar to things from right. my family of origin. So, yeah, that was that was pretty freakish. Like, going, oh my goodness, yeah, I can identify with that. And bless her heart, you know, having that on top of being so famous and um, not yeah. knowing how to deal with it. But did you did you finish it yet? Oh yeah, no, I finished it. That like that day, I was like, oh, have you finished it yet? And you were like, yeah, I finished it. And I I had like I think. 40 pages to go I'm like oh shit okay so I quickly <laughs> finished it so made sure I finished it uh, before we recorded again so um, but I, what I really liked about it is you know like a lot of times you get these books and they're really out to have a villain mm -hmm. and while clearly her family dynamic was a lot of part of the problem it didn't like over dramatize it mm -hmm. you know what I mean mm -hmm. it just sort of it, it just was what it was and that you know like her mother might have been a completely fucked up control freak bitch mm -hmm. but it didn't it didn't make it just seem like she was just on her all the time right. and destroying her life because conversely she was the kind of person that couldn't stand up to that mm -hmm. you know what I mean and it's a cumulative thing like her mm -hmm. mother why is her mother the way she is well we didn't get into that part of it you know what I mean mm -hmm. so it it just didn't make it seem like this whole let's get Karen kind of thing it was just like the mother was this way mm -hmm. And Karen re responded to it this way, and because she didn't stand up, it's like you know, like she let everyone trample her because of whatever the way she was. Like I just didn't feel like it was like blaming as such; it was more mm -hmm. stating the way things were. Yeah. And I, I appreciated that instead of sensationalizing it for dramatic effect, it just kind of stated the the state of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. I think that when they so. talked about her mom, they I, I remember they kind of went into detail about how her both of her parents grew up and. Um, kind of gave you some insight into that and fostered some compassion yeah. uh, however little but some <laughs> I think yeah. to go yeah this is what happens you know stuff runs deep and if you don't deal with it uh, this kind of will repeat itself and or play out in these weird ways so yeah um, yeah but yeah. I appreciate it. it it was like it was not it was a you know a testament to the reader's intelligence that you know you they didn't need them to paint this boorish picture I mean yeah. you know I mean totally was furious and angry at the mom for the way she treated her but you know at the same time I didn't feel like it was just this like let's blame Agnes type mm -hmm. thing you know so mm -hmm. um it was just the circumstances so I I, I really liked that about it so. yeah yeah but um but I really I didn't I didn't I think you had more emotional movements but you know I think the whole thing made me kind of sad but um, the only time I actually cried was when, because I guess she had trouble. She she tried to record this solo album um, in 1981, I think, mm -hmm. and uh, and the label wasn't into it, and Richard, her brother, wasn't into it because they just wanted to stick with the Carpenters. But clearly, she was the star. Mm -hmm. So I think I don't know if there's a mixture of fear and also just, you know, it's not that she didn't benefit from from working with Richard. Richard, you know, definitely, you know, you know, arranged and worked all the music out. So it was definitely collaborative, and she did definitely benefit from that. But um, but yeah, they just tried to sort of stifle the um, the uh, uh, the um, solo album. So, yeah, so everyone was everyone was against her getting that you know putting that album out. In the end, they rejected it and it never came out. And then so that was yeah, 1981, 82, and then you know she died in 83, and then they finally put it out in 96. And Richard was sort of he wrote a little a little blurb for it and you know he was sort of behind putting it out at that point you know she'd already been dead for 13 years but then he he called up a friend was like did she write an inscription for it 
And she's like, yeah, let me find it. And then the friend read their inscription and she had written, for my brother Richard with all my heart. And then he just started crying on the phone. I'm just like, how would you feel when you had like tried to put this person down who wanted to like sort of do something on her own and she didn't get to do it and now she's dead. And then you find this inscription and she wanted to dedicate her album to you. Like, I, I, yeah. I mean, you know, even though he'd been a jerk, I felt bad for him. You know, like that would be a hard oh, yeah. thing to hear, you know. So, yeah, I cried at that moment. Aww. So it was pretty sad but um you know the whole thing was unfortunate like there's that that part where the um the uh, they're in that therapy that group therapy with yeah. the family and the mother just couldn't say that she loved her oh, she that was, was like she knows we love her that yeah, yeah it's interesting you bring that up because that might have been the hardest part for me like <laughs> oh yeah yeah just like okay your daughter is like withering and before you and you know exactly why and you can't even bring that to the front of your consciousness and tell her that you love her so um, yeah, yeah, that was so super heavy. And it makes but me does she, That's the thing. That, did you think she did know why? Like, does, that, um, that, that, that's the thing with those kinds of people. I'm like, do they really yeah. know? I, or are they that far <clears throat> deluded that they really can't imagine that, um, that they are the cause of the problem? Like, I think that they know on some level. And that's why they're so yes. defensive and don't want to go to therapy. Because then they'll yes. get found out. They'll have to look at their own stuff. So I think on that level they know. But, um... In yeah. Karen Carpenter's mom's case, I think that it, there was like a big disconnect between her conscious and her subconscious, you know, or what she would, you know, really let into her emotions yeah. and, um, yeah, affect her behavior. So, yeah, yeah, totally. She she knew and she didn't, you know. But, um, yeah. Ah, it's so fascinating. And I want to see all the, the movies about it, like the band one with Barbie dolls. I really want to see that. I've never seen it. And, um, yeah, I've seen it. Greg has it on VHS. Oh, yeah. It seems like something he would Yeah, have. I've seen it. Yeah, it's pretty why great. Was it, why was it banned, you know? Was it, like, super... Well, really, because uh, the, he used... He asked for the guy who made it asked for permission for all the uh, the, the music, mm-hmm. and, um, and he didn't get it, and then he went and used it anyway. So, um, yeah, so that's why, because it's using oh. unlicensed music. So he didn't... You know, it's just this tiny, small budget thing, so you know, technically he wouldn't have the money to pay for anyway. Mm-hmm. But now Richard... And it says in the book that Richard was just like... Uh, you know, it was more. It was more like he didn't like that the guy just stubbornly went ahead and used it anyway, less than him having a problem with the with the project. Because a lot of people find that really, you know, it's a really moving uh, portrayal, mm-hmm. even though it's with Barbie dolls. You know, so mm-hmm. I have to, I'll have to see it again. It's been a long time, but maybe it's on YouTube now. Yeah, anyway, probably. Yeah, but uh, it's not very long. Yeah, is so it? no, it's not very long at all. Short. But. Um, but anyway, so I guess uh, that 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 that's a first edition of uh, Dong Teeny Book Club. But uh, I don't think there'll be many more if I can't get don't get to read very much uh, after I have a baby. So. <laughs> but yeah, but I think it's good like, if we both read the same book and can discuss it. We can read the ingredient lists on organic baby products and G diapers and things yes. like that. <laughs> <laughs> I will be reading lots of that, I imagine. Oh boy. So anyway, now. Um, now more dramas with this Amazon Driscoll business. Please explain. Oh. Um, yeah, it was pretty funny because last week um, Mark Driscoll's church, Mars Hill, issued a prize of um, five iPads to be given away over the course of five days <laughs> if to, to five lucky winners who went and left a review on Amazon on Mark Driscoll's new books. You know, Amazon page. So um, this local paper, you know, the strangers, this local paper here, and their online thing is called Slog. And so the Slog wrote a th- <laughs> said, Stephanie Drury um, likes to call out Mark Driscoll, and we think that because um, because of her review, her negative review being at the very top of the list, <laughs> Mark Driscoll's offering these iPads to try to you know move, bump her review down so that won't be the first thing that comes up when people go to his website. So um, <laughs> that was kind of exciting and flattering, if that's indeed the reason, yeah. which seems likely. But um, as soon as he announced it, people were calling them out going, is that even legal? You can't you know offer people prizes to give positive reviews and... Um, some people sent me emails that they had sent to Amazon where Amazon is saying, oh, yes, we'll investigate this. This seems against the rules and we will remove any comments that seem like they, you know, are just on there to win the iPad. So, you know, that's wow. a bit of fun. But I was like, I better not tell my son <laughs> that they're giving away iPads or he's going to go on there and vote against me <laughs> so he can get his own <laughs> iPad. <laughs> 
That's hilarious. Well, it looks like well, your review is uh, someone had bumped yours down. Like somebody who had was on your side. Yeah, was <laughs> that was saying Dave Miner. Still... This guy from here, but yeah, yeah, his ended up getting I think proportionally, even though you had more votes, his were proportionally more helpful. Yeah, because right now you're at one thousand one hundred and sixty-four helpful out of one thousand four hundred fifty-one. So that means what? Oh. Around three hundred people said not helpful. So your help your people were supporting your position are like way outnumbering the Driscoll people. So that's awesome. Yeah. But um, anyway, so I guess enough people voted and yours is back on top now. But now the most helpful, I don't know if you've noticed this guy just opened it right now, but um, there's something about the iPad in it. So it looks like <laughs> a fucked review is now the most helpful as well. In, in all my 31 years of confused and misguided drudgery on this planet, I had amassed a master plethora of questions burning questions that could not be answered by my usual musings with parents, peers, and internet searches on the iPad I had not yet won. (laughs) I love that. (sighs) Yes, so, yeah, it goes on, but that's the most helpful review now, is a sarcastic one um, about it, so... Amazing. Pretty great. Oh, it's turned into a clusterfuck. Some, one of my blog readers, you know, emailed me and very politely asked for the book, and so I sent it to him, and I'm like, you know, I just, just promise me you'll send it on to someone else. <laughs> He's like, okay, so it's making a noble journey around the country now, I hope. So nice. Uh, I'm just trying to keep that Driscoll book from getting one more buy. He's with one yes. of the trash people <laughs> that we, whose name yes. we... No, I'm fine with naming his Don't name. Don't you have that PDF copy that they sent you also? No, um, this is like the physical copy. Where, the physical copy. Yeah, okay. we marked up, like David read it before me and marked up the margins with like... There's lots of what the fucks and all these exclamation points and big circles and and why <laughs> in the margins in red ink. Wow, that sounds like the, that sounds like the copy to get. <laughs> I know. And then there's jizz awesome. on it. Okay. <laughs> like the Bibles okay, so and remotes in motel rooms. Um, yes, the Bible. <laughs> I love the idea that like this pages with like the Song of Solomon are just covered in jizz. <laughs> My friend who's getting his doctorate in divinities at Yale right now told me the other day that his professor for the Old Testament called the Song of Solomon um, um, stunningly good pornography um, and it, that it praised premarital sex. This is a Yale. Wow. I know. This is like Yale level, you know. People who know what they're talking about. Like, that's how buried the truth about the Bible and stuff like that is. Is because, yeah. it, like, they don't want that getting out. The Christian culture doesn't want stuff like that getting out. Where They don't like these elite Ivy League people <laughs> telling them what their God, gun-toting God wants. You know? That's <laughs> they sure just don't. bullshit. Um, and and, and segging on from, from, from these, you know, religious types. Yes. So um, I watched The Good Wife on CBS. It's like the only network show, like, drama that I watch. Yeah. But um, and I, was, I was saying this to someone the other day that um, it's like dark chocolate for me. Because I, once I, I used to like milk chocolate just fine. But now once I've had dark chocolate, like, milk chocolate just tastes very watered down oh, by comparison, you know. And that's how I feel about TV. Like once you've like you've oh, done your yeah. Sopranos, you're six feet under, you're Breaking Bad, you're Mad Men. Like network TV just seems kind of watered down. You can't you know? go so back. It's, it's, yeah. I kind of can't go back, but I, I go back for The Good Wife. And I only started watching it because Michael J. Fox was a guest star in season two. <laughs> so I just watched that one episode, and then I went away. And then he was on again, so I watched that. And then the third time he was on, I got into all the surrounding plot and kind of followed on from what I had seen before. And then I just kept watching it ever since after that and caught up on all the episodes I missed. So now I'm really into it. Oh. But anyway, throughout the series, and Michael J. Fox's character is such a dick, by the way. Really? I love it. Like, oh, wow. yeah, people hate him on it. And I, I hate him. I'm like, oh, he's so awful. But I love, like, he, he plays up his condition. Like, he, oh, he's a lawyer that's always opposing, like, uh, the, the main characters. So he always, like, plays up his shakes to the judge and stuff. He's like, excuse me, I, I have this condition. Or, like, when the, when the, when the jury's about to hear some really da- damaging testimony from his client, he starts trying to pour himself a glass of water oh, so that I'm he's so all shaking awesome. and they're all distracted and like looking at him. <laughs> that's so awesome. It's totally awesome. But anyway, so, and he happened to be on it last night, but that's not even what was so exciting about the episode. But um, throughout the series, Alicia, the main character, the good wife, mm-hmm. she um, she's always been like kind of, anytime religion has come up, she's always gets this kind of 
tense look on her face. Like she's not into it. Ooh. And she just, yeah, it's, it's just, but nothing is really said about it. And then her daughter, she got some friend and her friend started trying to get her into Jesus. And Alicia was just kind of like, whatever. And then, and then, and the daughter kind of went missing for an afternoon. And then, and then someone found her in a church and she kind of was just like, what the fuck? But all this is like conveyed just sort of with awkward looks. Like she doesn't really say anything, mm. but she doesn't seem to like it. And, and she was having a talk with her daughter once about, she's like, so uh, you're a Christian? Like just sort of like a little, like trying to be understanding and not force her beliefs, whatever they might be, mm-hmm. are on her. But she didn't, she didn't really say, but she clearly was uncomfortable with her being a Christian. Anyway, so it's like, oh, we were, my friend and I always like speculating, like, what's Alicia's deal? You yeah. know, like, she doesn't seem to believe. And so then anyway, so last night her husband is running for governor and the woman that he's running against, she's um, she was uh, uh, at some at some service and everyone bowed their heads through the benediction and she didn't bow her head. So the husband's team of like, oh, cool, we can use this against her because she's disrespectful to religion. Oh. And they try to find out and they find out, you know, in their research that she's an atheist. So like, we're going to use this against her. Her, but like what's 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 your position Alicia and and you know and they're having this conversation she's like I don't believe and and they were like and they're trying to make her sort of say that she's you know if Jesus like performed a miracle in front of her in an office would she believe she's like okay then I would believe yeah, like you know but like can you just kind of they were like asking her to downplay it and just seem like she's kind of open you know for the for the campaign so she's like fine so anyways they confront the other lady about her being an atheist well, and she's like yeah I'm an atheist and she's just totally open about it and then they asked Alicia and she goes I'm an atheist oh. and like I was just like yes she just fucking came out and said yeah. she's an atheist on TV like because I've been kind of waiting now this is the fourth season just for like suspicions confirmed you oh. know and then I go on Facebook today and all these people oh, I can't believe it. Alicia's an atheist. I'm so upsetting. And I don't know if I can watch this show anymore. And it's just like, oh my God. <sighs> wow. Yeah. All these people just like freaking out. What's but, the yeah. demographic? Is it kind of um, like soccer moms watching it? Or like the, the name The Good Wife like kind of sounds like a Desperate Housewives kind of situation. But I mean, what what is it kind of the audience aimed at? I can't tell because it's not my, I, I'm not the usual demographic because, yeah. you know, I'm more of these, you know, like cable TV sh- series people, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I feel like I'm, I'm like treading on their territory. So I don't, I didn't expect her to be an atheist because that would just suit me too much. You know what I mean? Right, <laughs> so right, I'm just, right. But that, I think that's why I, I like the show. The writing's really good and it kind of, you know, does interesting things. And a lot of people, you know, seem to, you know, within the network shows seem to regard it quite highly. So, you know, hmm. I, I, I guess I picked a good one, but I don't watch any others to really compare. Yeah. So, um, but I think you get, it's one of those things where, well, even with Mad Men and stuff, you get just your bonehead people that watch it sure. you know like the time I went to see Matt Matthew Weiner speak and this woman's like when's Joan coming back I just want to see Joan it's like doesn't care that it doesn't make sense in the story that Joan's married a surgeon so she shouldn't be working anymore now I just want to see Joan again (laughs) you know so you always get those kinds of people so I think the good wife has sort of a mixed bag of your soccer moms who just like it as a bit of a titillating drama and uh, and then the people who appreciate sort of the the intelligence of it so yeah but anyway Anyway, so I'm excited because one of my favorite TV characters just came yeah. out and said it and, yeah, pissed yeah, people off. On so your like, team. Right on. Yeah. She's on my team. But just because I'd always suspect it. But seriously, I thought she was just going to be like an agnostic in the closet. Like, right. I was like, and that would have been, that would have been cool. For just, <laughs> in fact, she just said to a reporter, I'm an atheist. I was like, what? Yeah. So, no, I'm curious <laughs> where they're going to go with that. This is interesting. I know. Hmm. Yeah. Well, the other thing, one of the other plot lines, they kind of backpedaled it because I think they, people didn't like it. So I don't know if they're going to backpedal this and pussy out on it. So mm. we'll see. So... I don't know. But anyway, yeah. So that was my exciting, exciting evening yesterday. So, yeah. <laughs> it's more exciting than mine. Sad, isn't it? <laughs> cool. Well, I guess uh, we'll wrap things up. Bit of a long episode this week, but we had no episode last week. So there you go. That makes two short episodes. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> So, uh, that's all for now. Uh, please visit dongtini.com for any supplementary material. And, uh, yeah, that'll do it. So, until next time, bye, Stephanie. Bye, Simone. Bye. If I were a tower of strength, I'd walk away. I'd look in your eyes 
And here's what I'd say I don't want you I don't need you I don't love you anymore And I'd walk out the door Never be uh, If I were a tower of strength I'd watch you cry I'd laugh at your tears And tell you goodbye I don't want you I don't need you I don't love you anymore And I'd walk out independently in partnership with feralaudio.com, an artist-friendly podcast collective. This artist reserves the rights to their materials. Visit feralaudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast.